Happy New Year, lads and ladettes, and welcome back to episode 61. 2021, hopefully you get a little bit of a different result than 2020 brought us, but uh, here we are. We just had a little hiatus, two-week, I guess two-week break we took off from doing the pod, refreshed, got ourselves ready, and now we're ready to come back and bring an even better pod than we've ever brought before. That's I think that's what we keep doing. We just keep bringing it up step by step, level yeah. by level elevating, until... Uh... Elevating our game for sure. I think that uh, that two-week break was nice. I mean, we had like the midterm... Oh, I had the midterm things and the final exams going on. Head was distracted. Couldn't uh, couldn't give the pod my all. And there was some... Well, the holiday season obviously is a busy time for everyone. And, and we just thought that uh, kind of catch up on and some kind of just much needed rest and get back yeah. at it. Yeah. Give everyone a break, give ourselves a break, give the listeners a little bit of a break and maybe build up some antici- anticipation until we came back again. Yeah. But, but here we are in 2021. Are. Okay. McGee. So every episode we've been doing these like battles, competitions, whatever you want to call them challenges, I guess. And we yeah. face off two athletes against each other. Um, and we take the number of the episode, we find athletes who wore those numbers and we put them against each other in a challenge. Last episode was our Ladsmas episode. And we didn't do one specific competition. We put out on our polls, we put a bunch of guys against each other in different Christmas competitions and read through those. So I guess that was our first week taking a break from the numbers because we didn't even number last episode. But here we are, episode 61, and I think we're ready to bring the fire in this one with two hilarious NHL athletes in like this competition here in a New Year's themed competition. So this week, we're going to have a champagne bottle popping contest. Do you want to break down some of the criteria to win the champagne bottle popping contest? Okay, so... As we know, uh, champagne popping can be a daunting task for some. I mean, there are people who drop it. You, know, you probably see a bunch of videos of that stuff on, on like social media and whatnot. But you can drop it. You can like spill out too much, knock at the cork off your first try, just fumbling around. It's it's a difficult thing. And it's yeah, it can be a disaster. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could have like the samurai. Something horrible could go wrong with the samurai sword that you used to like slide that thing off. You know, like, if, if yeah. you used to go that route, but. You need to, well, in order to win this competition, it's the minimum number of tries. So whoever can do it in like the least amount of tries, whoever can uh, pop the cork off the furthest. Yeah. um, And we'll say like who can do it in such a way that um, it's got a good, good spray, good spray, but also like doesn't bring back an empty bottle after shaking it around. Right. So there's enough to like pour for people so you can actually still drink it. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right, so I'll break down our athletes here, give them their little intros, and then we'll get into the competition. Yeah. So first up, this one's a brief intro, I guess, here. It's kind of kind of shorter, straight to the point. And then the other one is a little bit more of a buildup, maybe more deserving because of the person and you know the country he comes from and the theme of the topic. But our first athlete, coming in at six foot, 190 pounds, he was drafted 69th overall in the 1997 NHL draft. He won the 1999 World Juniors, and his sister Katya is married to current Vegas Golden Knights left winger Max, <laughs> Max Pacioretty. 
Our first competitor, Maxime Afinaganov. Dude, I love Afinaganov. Um, I think it's so funny how like his sister's thing is like married to Pacioretty. Yeah, like, come on. And then I was like the only like relevant enough thing I could find about this guy to like include it in the intro. What yeah, this guy's sister's doing like dictation. His height, his weight, his draft position, the fact that he won the 1999 World Juniors, and his sister is married to Pacioretty. <laughs> All right, here we go with our second. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna say like he, he was a skilled guy. Like you can always just see him on like Sports Center in the morning, like doing some yeah. sort of like how good it's all legs or. Yeah. I just yeah. remember him on like Buffalo in like the NHL 06 video games. I just remember. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, our next competitor. In his minor midget year in the GTHL, he scored 115 points in 34 games, racking up 61 goals and 54 assists. He played 15 years in the National Hockey League, putting together 1,060 games played, 437 goals, 368 assists for a total of 805 career points. He played primarily for the Columbus Blue Jackets, but also had stints with the New York Rangers and the Boston Bruins. He's a two-time a two-time Olympic gold medalist. He won the Rocket Richard Trophy in his second year in the league, and he scored one of the greatest goals in the NHL of all time. A six-foot-four, 212-pound power forward from Brampton, Ontario, Rick Nash. There we Dude, go. Do you, think, do you think Rick Nash chose to be number 61 because that's how many rips he got in minor midget? Oh, I didn't even piece that together until you just said it. That is actually maybe, man. I I wonder what number he wore in minor mid. He's probably like, he's probably one of those guys. He just like wore like a low number, like nothing like special. It's just handed to yeah, him. Yeah, just whatever jersey coach gave him. He's just all doing yeah. That. And then he put up 61 rips in minor midge, goes to the London Knights in the OHL, and he just said, "Uh, yeah, coach, I'm gonna need to wear, I'm gonna need to wear a 61. Thank you." Yeah, please. Yeah, he wore 61 with the Knights. So this guy is definitely like, yeah, I'm actually just a baller. Thanks very much for coming. I'm going to wear a 61. That would have been hilarious. Like, because, like, there's no way he wore 61 in minor midget. (laughs) No. (laughs) And he just happened to put up 61 tucks. Unless he did did wear 61 in minor midget and was just like, so dominant he could just choose the number of goals he'd end up the season with he's got 61 and it's like last game of the season he's going down on a breakaway and he like just peels to the corner yeah nah yeah. not not this one Stop not this one <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so let's get into the competition champagne bottle popping contest yeah. um i think for me this is an easy one i'm gonna have to go with rick nash um he he's done a decent amount of winning in his career. He never won the Stanley Cup, but he won some world championships. He won the Spangler Cup. You know what's actually kind of funny? I I have like this very like distinct image of watching the Spangler Cup on Boxing Day with my family and stuff, and always just seeing Rick Nash playing in or uh, I guess it wouldn't have been. It was the year that he played overseas i feel like that year like i just have this distinct image of him playing in the spangler i don't yeah. even know why and then I always him have... playing in the national championship yeah i remember him i remember him playing uh overseas as well but i feel like i have a more vivid memory of rick nash um playing internationally than i do in the nhl 
Yeah, yeah. Sense. That's kind of like what I'm getting at here is like just putting together him playing for different variations of Team Canada, whether it be the national team, Olympic teams. Like I, I he definitely played in the Spangler. Yeah. Um, and I but like he had all that one those. Goal, he had that one goal in like after the World Championships or like the World Cup of Hockey or whatever, where like he was like tripped up and both of his feet were like off the ground and he like tucked it backhand. Yes, yes. I was like, I remember watching that. It was a pretty unbelievable goal he scored. But yeah, like, because he played for Columbus for the majority of his career. Like, he was just hidden away. Yeah, he was hidden away and then he was brought to the forefront internationally. And then you got to witness the greatness that was Rick Nash. Yeah, that just, he was a pure power forward, honestly. He, dude, he was, yeah. And yeah. Other than like the one goal, like he scored against the like Phoenix Coyotes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, time. when he goes, Deeks one guy, decent goes to the next guy. It's the same move back to back too. Eh? Like yeah. he doesn't vary at yeah. all. It's the same. <laughs> he gets same so move. lucky the puck like smacks him in the chest and he like <laughs> yeah. right by his feet. Yeah, right. yeah, it just bounces back to his stick. He puts it in. Yeah, um, I think I have to go with Rick Nash. He's just a all around international and nhl just vet he's just like he's he's good hands i mean the thing is though a finneganoff like that russian he's definitely got good mitts and but i don't know how adept they are at popping bottles like how used to popping bottles do you think he is i don't know man. i feel like russians drink a lot but is it is, i don't yeah, know but, how much champagne they drink it's probably yes more yeah more vodka so that's the only thing like Afinaganov might be going to the bar too and he's there and he's just like hammered Russian like spraying vodka and champagne everywhere wasting it all whereas Rick Nash just a good Canadian boy from Brampton Ontario he knows the value classy. of the champagne he's classy he pops yeah. the bottle and he's like he knows he's got to try and keep some of that champagne in there but yeah. he's definitely good enough to be able to pop that bottle on one of the first tries yeah you know what I'm going to Rick Nash too there's not much of a debate here but yeah, I agree. I think I think Maximum Finneganov just for some reason, I don't know what it is. I just think he'd be a sloppy drunk, like just, <laughs> yeah. just like disgustingly like just hammered on an, at like a bar on New Year's with his tarp off, just like sweating over everybody. Like, yeah, yeah. I could just see him being an absolute animal. <laughs> he's the guy who's like there. Pain, he's pouring the bottles on himself. <laughs> Yeah, him at Pacioretty's wedding, he's just like absolutely in one, wearing a white dress shirt, like pouring champagne bottles on himself. Like, like one earring too, like a one dangly <laughs> earring that he got yeah. like that night. <laughs> yeah, he stole off somebody in the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> himself. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that this is a clear cut winner. Rick Nash definitely, definitely going to take this competition. Yeah um all right do you want to kind of recap what we've been up to the last couple of weeks it's kind sure. of been quiet few weeks i yeah, feel like, dude, like I it's been a we- it's been weird like we said okay like let's take a break and we did yeah. and it was like nothing like well we got together played like on the ps4 and whatever with the guys yeah but other than that like it's just been such a such a quiet quiet few weeks yeah um, i guess we'll start with christmas like because we had the Ladsmith special Yes. Um, we had the Ladsmith special, and then Christmas was like shortly after that. Yeah. So, Phil, how how was your Christmas? It was pretty good, man. It's uh, it was different. It was obviously different. Everyone, mm. we kind of we went into lockdown. York Region did like right before, right? 
So you couldn't really like go and see family and stuff. So it was the first time ever that we've not done Christmas with my grandparents and like my mom's side of the family. But just of course, like the most 2020 way to do it. We had woke up, had Zoom calls, open presents with them. So like we all saw the presents that everybody got each other and stuff. Um, Then it was just like my family in our house got up. After that, we opened our own presents, had breakfast, called my dad's family in London, England, who we, they always send over gifts from England. So I don't know. I don't know if I have any like kicking around here, but they always send like something very British or like English. So I have like uh, a stitched hat, like a toque that has like the British flag on it and then like socks with the flags or like they'll send over little like caricatures of bobbies or like the little telephone poles. Like I have like a, or not telephone pole, uh, telephone like booth. booth. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I have one of those in like a keychain, and oh, they like send sick. like some little stuff like that every year. So it's like really, really cool, but we have never seen them. We always just hear about them and hear about these people. So it's the first time ever that we got to see them. So that was pretty cool. Like getting to talk with all of them for the first time ever and like getting to yeah. meet all these people. And like my sister is uh, a huge Man U soccer fan and they're all Chelsea fans. Or like I think it was Chelsea fans, so they were like kind of going back and forth about soccer and all this, like going chirping each other. And Megan was wearing her Man U sweater, and they were like had <laughs> Chelsea stuff on and Chelsea stuff in the background. So it was kind of funny that way. But yeah, it was pretty chill Christmas, just kind of quiet, hung out here. And how about yourself, dude? Same kind of deal. Like my so my sister um, and her and her boyfriend like couldn't come back uh to the city kind of worried right. with the whole covid thing i think they have like a scare with one of their roommates that they're kind of dealing with now so they didn't come but right. we zoomed in and we got them on the line it took them a while to, to connect but we finally <laughs> yeah. got them on and did the same, same kind of thing open yeah. gifts uh had a good christmas it's not christmas in the mcgee house if uh we don't have eggs benedicts going just okay. a whole shit ton of eggs benedict it's a go-to christmas breakfast and then that's our boxing day breakfast Oh, is that? See, that's a good yeah. Boxing Day breakfast too. Like, yeah. just the holiday. I think it's a holiday special for sure. Yeah, it's got to be there. Um, but yeah, like, open some gifts. Like, um, I got some like a bunch of cooking stuff. I'm getting into like making like good meals for myself because I'm okay. I think it's about time I, I move on from the PBJs <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Cereal. So, I got, so what'd you I get? Got, what kind of cooking stuff? Yeah, I got like a, a couple like just random like cookie sheets, like baking sheets and stuff, and then okay. I got, like, magic bullet blender. Um, nice and like a cookbook like a maddie matheson homestyle cookery cookbook so hopefully i can kind of put that to use um do some damage in the kitchen when i get back to school and kind of yeah see what i can do um but yeah i got some speakers and stuff um nice in the house and then the chromecast (laughs) for my uh, bedroom tv at school Oh, sick. Yeah, you. I think you had talked about it on the Christmas episode. That was something you were, uh, yeah, was you were looking for. Yeah, it was But yeah, yeah. it was a good Christmas. Like, it's, it was definitely weird, but we may do. So, yeah, man. Yeah, good stuff. Glad you had a good Christmas then. Yeah, you too. Um, so then New Year's. How did you celebrate New Year's? Because New Year's, like for me, my family, we always go away, right? Yeah. So like what what our normal routine is, is like Christmas at my grandparents, Christmas at, uh, and then Boxing Day, we go to my other grandparents. Then like the next day, we basically pack everything up, 
head out. Our whole family goes on vacation somewhere and we like spend New Year's away. So this is the first, like, I think maybe grade 12 or something. We like didn't go away for New Year's, but this is like the kind of being the first year that we didn't go anywhere and we just spent it here, did the countdown, played some cards, played some games. And then it was like a pretty quiet New Year's, which I imagine it was for everybody. But what'd you guys get up to? Same kind of thing. Um, this New Year's was like pretty, honestly, like I never really do that big of a thing for New Year's. I've gone downtown in the past. Um, but What's that like? Is it a, just a shit show going downtown on New Year's? Yeah, it's just everyone charges an arm and a leg to, for like admission. You're waiting right. in line forever. It's just kind of greasy. But like for the most part, I've spent the majority of my New Year's with like Scotty and like Simony. Um, just right. kind of had small things. Um, but this year I uh, went to my girlfriend's house. And nice. Yeah, so got together pretty recently, like called called it a official thing. Uh, so wanted to spend New Year's together. Went over nice. her family, met some of her friends. So it was good, man. It was uh, yeah, no, it was super nice. Good job, Congra- congratulations thing. on that. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> My, uh, first relationship since grade twelve. So, out of boy, there we go. <laughs> crazy crazy growing up <laughs> yeah <I don't, laughs> that's that steps forward man progress yeah take it <laughs> you're adulting yeah for real cooking girlfriend guy oh my god yeah seriously scary so um okay i wanted to ask you about this because we never really updated it or talked about it on the pod mm-hmm. um guitar playing Yes. You were supposed to be able to play. I think it was the chain. <laughs> it was the chain. It was the chain. <laughs> By December yeah. 15th or something. Yeah. Yeah. We so that didn't happen. Completely gassed that. <laughs> yeah. Completely gassed it. Now that you've been home and you've had some time to yourself, have you played it all? Or yeah, yeah. No? I, I fucked around on it and just kind of like learned a couple like parts of songs here and there. Okay. Um, you want to hear something? Yes, I do. I do. Something, something? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Let's see. I got the. Uh, I don't know how good it'll be, but I got the the solo from uh, "Wish You Were Here," that Pink Floyd song. Okay. That, so let me know how good the audio is. But oh fuck! Let me restart. That was not very good. <laughs> Here, we'll cut that part out, and then just once I nail it after the third take, we'll yeah. we'll only put that one in. Okay. <laughs> There we go. There we go. You got, uh, what else we got? Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I kind of just like mess around with it. I learned little bits of songs here and there. I don't think I can play like a full song. Because I just okay. get like, bored and then just learn little. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're like, other. learn the key part. And then you're like, okay, that's enough of that one. Yeah, Next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have like serious like ADHD when it comes to guitar playing. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, man, I, I just kind of pick it up and, and mess around with it every now and then. I haven't put in like a shift with it in right. a while. Okay. Um, I'll get back on that. But yeah, it's going. Nice. 
I, so, I, don't think, I don't think it's a good, good idea to, to give another challenge because I don't want to yeah. put it by the wayside. I mean, you are also in school. So, yeah, like, it's it's enough. fair that's enough. Like, it makes sense. It's, there's a lot yeah. going on. You're uh, you're on the O team and, like, there's there's just different things going on. So, fair enough. I'm not oh, going to no, blame that's, you there. That's not an excuse anymore. That's all been done for months. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to help you out, man. <laughs> I was throwing you a bone. <laughs> it's fine don't take it that's that's just honesty right there that's just being a good authentic guy (laughs) that's all i'll say oh yeah so much free time on my hands like i could be Jimi hendrix just shredding every day but but no instead we all bought nhl because it was half price and so we're on that (laughs) dude as soon as this recording's done i'm hopping right online yeah literally (laughs) okay so the kind of the reason i thought of the guitar playing though and it like ties to something else that we've done is um we talked about like cleaning and the satisfaction of what everything looks like once you're done cleaning yeah so my closet here like i have a walk-in closet in my room my closet is just like notoriously one of the biggest shit shows you'll ever see in your life (laughs) Like it kind of just gets to the point where I like I like look at something and like I don't know what to do with this. I just open the closet, like throw it in, close the door. I'm like I'll find it later, because I just I don't know what to do. Like I have a lot of stuff that I don't really need or use. I just kind of don't part ways with with things. So I think it was maybe Tuesday. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday. I just said that's it, cleaning this shit up. Got up, worked out, did my thing come into my room open the closet door and was just like immediately overwhelmed and looking around like man this is a disaster (laughs) and i took everything out i started throwing things out i went to walmart and bought those vacuum seal storage bags and like tupperware bins and stuff took all these old jerseys out from like minor hockey minor lacrosse vacuum sealed them put them in tupperware bags put them in the basement took all these books which i should probably do something with like i don't know donate them maybe or something but i have like 300 books plus and i put them all in a tupperware bin and was like (laughs) deal with that later took them all out of my closet but as i was going through i was finding all these things from uh like childhood i guess and I found all these music books. <laughs> so I think that like con- continuing to clean the rest of my room, which we can talk about here, actually, if it, after I kind of like break this part down, but we'll have some new year's resolutions maybe for ourselves or some little goals that we might set for 2021. Yeah. Um, I think I'm, da- I got to learn how to play piano, at least like a basic amount. I'm yeah, not going to set any kind of piano goal. teacher. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, come on, you need to learn how to play piano. So that's going to be like one thing I got to do. And I have all these music books and stuff. And she literally printed off a beginner's version of Furley's for me. Yeah. So like, I should be able to at no least excuses. learn it or try. I have no excuse. Like you're self-taught guitar. Like you're going YouTube and trying to teach yourself. Yeah, I literally YouTube's have a piano a teacher a downstairs. <laughs> like, I, like, hey mom, can you help me out here? And she wouldn't say no. You can but, like a 30 minute lesson with like a <laughs> yeah. trained professional for like yeah, every day. I just, I, I just have, like I was talking to my dad yesterday about like music and him and my mom both grew up playing music. And 
my dad's like my dad's a drummer my mom played trumpet and like piano and she teaches all these things and my sisters and i are the least musically inclined people (laughs) of all time (laughs) can't can't dance sing play instruments nothing we just got nothing (laughs) like you just don't do any of that so i'm gonna have to try and like learn some kind of music thing maybe i'll be able to like play the piano and play like our this or that right side on the piano that's it (laughs) yeah like i need to do something so that's gonna be one of my goals but i found all these like childhood music books that was kind of like what they tried to like think of (laughs) they they did (laughs) but yeah it just didn't work out but um yeah like do you have any goals or anything or resolutions for 2021 um you know what like i kind of want to um get better at the guitar so i really gotta like, practice that okay I gotta practice i've been slacking for too long um and it's and it shows so <laughs> i'm gonna try to uh, really pick it up there maybe um obviously cook more i gotta utilize some of my christmas stuff uh make myself some like good healthy meals okay other than that man like there's not too much. I'm a big nail biter. I bite the shit out of my nails. So maybe okay. if I can stop doing that, that'd be a good New Year's resolution. You know that like um, nail bitter stuff or whatever, where you like dude, it didn't work for me. It didn't I work. You just it, kept doing I, it anyways. Yes, and it tasted like shit. But I just kind <laughs> it didn't deter me. True. I tried tried it all. I've tried it all, but I just gotta quit cold turkey. I think it's the only way. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I don't really know if I have like any specific resolutions. There's some things that I want to get done. Um, I cleaned out my whole closet. So that was kind of nice. I'm going to go through all the clothes that I have and just like donate all the stuff that doesn't fit me. And like, I don't wear anymore and get, just clean it out. Just do like a full blown refresh. And then I'm going to redo my room. I decided like, I'm just going to redo it and just update it. Just on on your own. like just completely got it yourself yeah like i'm probably gonna get my mom to help me but take everything off the walls redo the paint reorganize maybe do a new layout in here i don't even know throw out all the garbage that i just don't (laughs) need anymore yeah put a whole bunch of things into bins and sort it all out put it in the basement and just clean this place up because there is a lot going on in here <laughs> and it just spark? needs like did you just walk in one day and like how am i living like this like because it seems yeah. like you're kind of getting all of this done at once like was there some like inspiration well so part of it was like at school my room was pretty organized and i kind of realized that when i was at school my room there was pretty organized and my room here wasn't like bad it wasn't great but it wasn't like anything chaotic and it was because I have a lot of stuff and I just don't know what to do with it. So when I had the like the place in London, it was split between the two. So I never really had everything all in one place. And it yeah. was like, I would go there and it would be nice. Like I had my bed, my dressers, nothing was overflowing. Nothing was overdone. Like I had all the hats I wanted there. And part of it was in London, I was forced to just have the things I needed or want, like wanted to wear, whatever. And then I came home and I brought everything from home. And it was organized for like maybe the first week that I came home because it was the first time I've ever brought everything back. Yeah. And at some point it was just became like, I was still getting new things while I was home and just things like, I don't know, like adding uh, like my desk to my room. 
that was a whole new dynamic. I got a bigger bed because I brought my bed from school. I brought home a new dresser that I had at school, like all these things. And they just started piling up and it got to the point where I was like, I don't know what to do with all this. And it just got too much. And I was like looking around, I'm like, I can't, like I need to just clean it. And I kind of just decided like, if I'm going to clean it, I'm going ground zero. Like I'm not, I'm not going to hack away at this little bit by little bit. I got to just start from, start right from the beginning, like take the things off the walls, redo it. Because as you can kind of see like behind me here, especially for those who are watching on YouTube, like my desk literally has so much shit on it. A lot of knickknacks. <laughs> there is like a picture of me playing minor hockey, an autographed shoe from Delon Wright, an autographed helmet <laughs> from Jordan Binnington. And they're just like all these things that are piled up on my desk. Like there's other things on here. Like I'm pretty sure there's literally a can of like Spider-Man web spray. Oh my God. I remember that shit. Yeah. So it's just like all this stuff piled up on here. I have like crazy Jenga shot glasses, like different alarm clocks, which aren't even set to the right time. Like, yeah, that one literally says 5.30 on it. There's like an <sighs> alarm clock there. It's 5.30. Like, why? Why? Why do I have this in here? So I'm just going to redo it and just start again. Yeah. I just can't. I couldn't deal with it anymore. It's like, about too much. Yeah. Too stressful. Yeah. And part of it too, which I don't know if you, you do it, but like when I was at school, one of the things that I could do is just clean and put things away. And it was like fine because nothing was ever piled up or like, oh, like there's too much here, but it's like put away. So this area looks clean. If you know what I mean? Like my room is clean, but my closet's a mess. It was like never really liked that. I just sorted it all out. But here, like I would clean my room area and then it would be like, I look at my closet and I was like, damn, I didn't really like clean. I just took everything out of my room, put it in my closet. And then I would do like the same. I would clean my closet and put it all back in my room and then nothing is ever clean. So I was like, fuck it like start again <laughs> start from yeah. scratch yeah see that's good like at, at school in the same way like we don't have too much stuff so the messiest it ever gets is like a five minute cleanup and like right just throw some shit in the laundry and then like close my drawers maybe a quick vacuum and then i'm like spotless again whereas right. at home I, I get that like even though the majority of my stuff is still like uh it's kind of split still i'd say like it's definitely way more like just shit from my childhood and like it's still way more packed than at school yeah i gotta take care of because and i can't even imagine when i bring all my stuff from school back here too so yeah that's uh and like i got my room redone before it was like a baby room for the longest time i had little like zoo animals on my walls and like this (laughs) so i finally got the room update being the youngest in the family i always just like got my room kind of like it was like started as like the nursery and then like as my siblings grew older they'd move into like their bigger like big person rooms and i was just <laughs> right. like 14 year old me stuck with this like baby room <laughs> yeah um finally got it updated which was nice but yeah there's just so much shit they got to take care of but yeah. that's a, it's a later problem still got some time <laughs> what i'm what i'm hoping to do for next year is uh for my fourth year i was looking into an exchange and possibly going okay. over to Europe to do uh, something. I got—I don't know what country or anything like that yet. I still got to do some more homework, but just put off put off all that cleaning for another time and just kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would you uh, Would you want to go on a full year exchange, half year? Like, what kind of thing would you be looking at? Um, probably like a, just like a semester exchange. Okay. Because I think that I'd want to like, finish my university career with my friends at school. So yeah. if I like, go like for, I don't know, September to. December 
or like August to December in my yeah. like, like first semester, the fourth yeah. year there, and then have like have my second semester, just finish it off at school. That'd probably be like ideal. Plus you'd get like decent weather and you'd be able to go outside and right. kind of like look around and see what's what and do some like traveling. Yeah, that actually would be pretty cool. I never, I never like really even considered the exchange. And I think part of it too, is I don't know if my marks were like great enough to be able to go on exchange, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think exchange would be so much fun. I know a lot of people who did it. I only know one person who, I don't know if they necessarily had a bad experience. They just mostly got screwed over by circumstances in the world. And maybe we should have this guy on just to talk about what the hell happened, but his exchange was to go to Australia in second semester of for our fourth year. So like this year, 2020. Mm. So Australia, for those that know, basically started off 2020 or like ended 2019 and into 2020 with forest fires. So he wasn't able to go to Australia until like first week of February or second week of February. Oh God, I know. <laughs> he gets over there. And because of the forest fires and stuff, he wasn't sure he was ever going to be able to get over their season, still enrolled in school, whatever. And uh, basically hasn't gotten an apartment because I guess the school had advised him at this point, like, don't get, don't get an apartment or don't like secure any place to live. Like you don't want to have to pay for that, whatever. So he has to get over there and find a place to live. So I guess they kind of get it all set out. He meets some people there. It gets place. Well, Three weeks later, Corona kind of takes over the world. <laughs> he gets sent home. Yeah. So this and guy Australia was hit pretty bad in the beginning too. Yeah, like they were one of the first. Like they went into like lockdown hardcore pretty early on. Yeah. So Tom, he just got sent Tom home. Hanks got it, didn't he? Like, wasn't Tom yeah, Hanks. I think so. So they just basically just booted him and said like, "Go back to Canada." So this guy was over there for like three weeks. Had a cup of coffee in Australia. <laughs> yeah. And I like felt so bad for this guy. Cause it's like, imagine you make the decision and he decided to go second semester too. So like, or I guess that was when the program was available. So like makes a decision. Yep. I'm going to go, I'm going to do my exchange in Australia. I'll do it second semester, like kind of miss semester with the boys, but I want to do this exchange, have to leave a month and a half late. <laughs> and then you get over there and you're kicked out three weeks later because of yeah, everything going on. That's just unwell, man. Like, I, I, yeah. That'd be so tough. And that's what I'm afraid of too. Like, cause you never really know, like, I don't know how long it's going to be until like COVID is like fixed. Done, done. Yeah. Like done, done. So for all I know, like exchange could be canceled for next semester. Yeah. Uh, like I'm just kind of looking into it and, and praying and hoping that all is kind of well by then, but like still up in the air. You never really know. Yeah, exactly. But it's still a cool thing to look into. Definitely be yeah, a sick no, experience sure. if so, you get to go. That's what I'm hoping. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm uh, like, good to see the world now before like, I have a full-time job and yeah. I'm not going to want to pack up or like, definitely more difficult to, to travel when you're starting work yeah. as a young person. Exactly. That was even like at the end, I are at the end of second, at the end of second semester, I was going to go to, I think I told it on here, I was going to go to England with OC and we were going to go I was going to fly into England. We were going to spend like a day or two there because he was on full year exchange. Then we were going to go travel to like, uh, I think we had planned like Italy, Spain, Greece, um, Amsterdam, like Ibiza, like all these places. We were just going to go and hit them up and see, like just see everything. And then I remember having like FaceTimes with him and being like, 
I don't know what's going to happen. Things are looking a little sketchy. Like maybe I'll still come anyways, blah, blah, blah. And then it was getting closer and it was like, maybe I shouldn't come. And then it was like, I don't have a choice. I can't come. <laughs> and yeah. then he's like, yeah, I'm coming home. Like that's it. But yeah, cause I was going to go over there. And so now I just still have this flight credit chilling. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> so though. yeah, it's it. And they keep pushing it back too. Cause it was supposed to be used by like December of 29, uh, 2020. And then it was supposed to be used by February, 2021. And now then they moved it to, you have to book, not even use it, just book by August, 2021. And then they pushed it back again. You just oh have to book God. by December, 2021. Well, so I have like now this you know huge what you're flight credit. The pandemic, like, yeah, I'm going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's huge. That's actually pretty yeah. sick. So I just got that chilling. So we'll see. Maybe I'll come visit you. Maybe we'll do a, a lads on exchange episode. Dude, that would be so fun. Imagine like bringing yeah. Mike out there and doing a full episode in like, I don't even know wherever Whatever. you end up. <laughs> yeah. I was looking into, um, I was looking into a few places. Like I was looking into Ireland. Um, Slovenia looks pretty cool. Like Slovenia. Yeah. Cause it was just like, it was one, it was cheap. Right. Um, and two, like, I didn't even know anything. I didn't even know what Slovenia looks like. <laughs> right. About it. Yeah. I, I don't. just saw the price point. I'm like, oh, like, honestly, not bad. So I look at it and it's like beautiful, like picturesque. It's in like a mountain range, like just south of <laughs> Austria. I'm like, oh my God. So yeah, it's definitely on the list now. Maybe like Germany or, and once you're in there, like, let's say you do come visit or like you, you just go in general. Once yeah. you're in Europe, I feel like it's so cheap to travel to wherever. Oh, yeah. That's what OC was saying. He's like, yo, we can just hop on a train and go to, like, all of these countries. And mm -hmm. it's, like, it takes nothing. It's, like, not yeah. very expensive. Like, he literally was telling me, like, your travel fees are going to be minimal. Because once yeah. you're here, it's easy. You just hop on a train or you hop on, like, some short flight. And you get to one place to another with absolute ease. Like, there was something we were looking into. It's, like, a chat... I get it's some kind of challenge where you get on a train and go to a bunch of different countries in one day and every country you get off and you go to the bar like with the group and you get you drink a beer and you get a stamp that you on your passport that you've been to oh, the country and done this thing and then once you complete the tour and you like get back you like get some like i don't even know it was like a, shirt or, like, a <sighs> ticket or something like saying you went out to all these places but like imagine you get like that would be a pretty cool thing to do like go to 10 different countries in one day and drink a beer in 10 different countries like how the hell you can't do that shit here you couldn't even go to 10 provinces yeah. do we even have yeah we have 13 uh okay, wait, yeah. 10 provinces <laughs> three territories okay nice so yeah you couldn't even go to 10 provinces in one day you know what i mean like yeah. 10 countries though that's pretty cool so yeah, that, that would just be some cool stuff. I'd love to get around, just travel, see well, the, a bunch of different things. It's just burning a hole in your wallet right now. Like, you must yeah, six hundred and fifty dollar hole in my wallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just sitting there. It's haunting me. But it's also it's something problem. to like. It's a good problem to have though. Yeah, it's booked, so it's kind of. It's not even something that I'm like looking at and like, oh, I could book this and it'll soak this much. Like, nope, it's booked. Yeah. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> I have the credits. It's done. But yeah. So that's kind of my things I want to do in 2021. Hopefully Corona gets solved, I guess, pretty quickly. I know, I know uh on New Year's, like old boys sending happy new years and everything, and kind of said like 
Joey, who uh, it's OC's brother, he's going to be handing out vaccines at the gate for everyone to get into the backyard at OC's house come summertime. (laughs) Just like as a bouncer, doing checks. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure they're handing out. (laughs) Yeah, it's the Halloween bowl, but it's a vaccine. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, hopefully uh, everything kind of gets a little better this year. Uh, But yeah, Uh, okay. I do want to talk some sports with you, McGee. Yes. Basically, one of the discussions that we had in the group the other day was about the World Juniors and how we can make the World Juniors better. Because the World Juniors going on right now, and part of the thing is that the the bigger hockey countries, Canada, Sweden, Finland, US, Russia, they often blow out the smaller uh, hockey markets. So like Germany... Slovakia, Latvia, Austria, Kazakhstan, when they get in, like all those kind of countries, they kind of, they get in and they don't really have a, that much of a chance. There are some wild cards like Czech beat the, the Russians, which is cool to see because it also just throws that whole group into an absolute spiral of teams that can take over. But we were kind of discussing like what would be the best way to fix the world juniors. So do you have any like ideas on how to make it more competitive or how to eliminate those blowups or would you just leave it the same? I don't man. Like, I don't know. Like I, I feel like um, their blowups are kind of stupid. Yeah. Like 16, two beating Germany is. Yeah. Yeah. That being said though, Germany was missing like nine guys. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that is true but still i don't think it would have made that big like probably about 16 2 yeah probably still like north of five goals yes yes um so i don't know if there's like a quick fix obviously like smaller market countries like want to play for their country but i don't know the only thing i could maybe think of is like instead of having how many teams are in the tournament like eight or something not even like six ten i think it's ten, 10? Okay, so instead of having 10 countries, maybe have like the top six or top seven countries where like they're more competitive and then just have like um, team worlds with like all the top players from like, they don't even have to be, so like a country that didn't even qualify or wouldn't normally qualify, like Anze Kopitar's like Slovenia we were talking about earlier. Like the players there could could compete for this like team world. And by picking top players who aren't necessarily from like just Austria or just Czech or whatever, like just the best of the best from the rest of Europe might yeah. be a competitive team and preventing, prevent some blowouts. But I, I don't know how they'd like, I don't know. I feel like competing for your country is something that you take more pride in than just being a part yeah, of like than world. the others, the Island of yeah. the toys essentially like, yeah. Yeah. See, like I kind of like that because I think that, you're you're right especially with like the Anze Kopitar thing like Slovenia like there could be guys in Slovenia who maybe just haven't got to see like that being said NHL scouts are definitely getting out there and seeing those guys but they don't get to like be brought into the light of national television and broadcast to the world kind of until later on in their careers or like once they actually do crack the NHL who could get an opportunity to play for team world and be seen. And the other thing I thought too, is like, if you take the best players from, if you took the best players from like Latvia, Kazakhstan, Switzerland, Austria, and you put them all into one team, check, you put them on one team. 
Yeah, like they could probably put together a competitive team because even when you look at like Germany, Stutzel right now, he looks like incredible. But imagine if the rest of his team, like other than just the guys who were on his line, were actually good too. Yeah. And not to say that the rest of his team is bad. They're just not as good as Team Canada. Like Team Canada has 19 first round picks. Yeah. Like the Team Canada has 19 first round picks first round not just picks first round like these guys are drafted in the first round to that nhl like think about that swiss head coach who a couple years ago i think 2018 had the quote where he's like how many how many first rounders they have seven and the rest in the fourth round or whatever it is and he's like in the the second round and the one in the fourth and he played the most nhl games of all of them like like uh, uh, a canada team who uh, dominates us again and we tried to uh, hold against. What did you learn about them in the pre-tournament game you played? Learn uh, that we are far away from them still. They're uh, faster, they're bigger, they're stronger, they can shoot better, they can pass better, they can do everything better. So is this what you'll tell your team? Like, what do you say to your team? Exactly that. <laughs> and and we and uh, to, uh, try to fight against. What, we, what, what I want to say, you know, they have like, uh, I don't know, how many uh, other first rounders they have? How many? Seven. Huh? Seven. And the rest in the second round? Yeah. Huh? And one in the fourth round who play like uh, the most NHL game so far? Yeah. So what I want to tell against? That Team Canada team won the won the World Championship, that World Junior Championship that year. And like this Team Canada team, more 19 guys in the first round. round. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. So you like you just think about that team, like they're looking at it saying, we got blown out by a team with seven first rounders. Now we got to go out there and play in the team with 19 of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, so That's it would scary. create that. But I just think that I, I wouldn't change it. I Just because I think that the level of and sense of pride that goes into playing for your country, I feel like those kids, like, yes, getting blown out, would suck and it would be really shitty feeling but at the same time i think that the pride that goes into getting to play for your country on that national stage is above all and the experience that you get to have going there and doing that is so far beyond measurable that it's like it's worth it to these guys i don't think they really care well here's a hypothetical idea like just completely just a random idea and like obviously would take away a lot of opportunity for other guys in random countries but Imagine like a North America versus world series. Yeah. Okay. Like so Canada, a seven US game, against... kind of like a seven game series, like a summit series. We have the best players from Canada and the United States. Okay. The best players from everywhere else in the world. So like Sweden, Finland, like wherever Russia. Right. And it was like a North America versus world super series. Oh, <sighs> Man, I think that would be sick. I just think like it can't be something you do every year. No, yeah, definitely not. Like it would be like a one. It would be like an Olympics type like situation. Like one every four years, they do that. Would you want to just do that at like the junior level, or would you say doing it at like pro level too? I don't know, man. I think the junior level might be more. Ex- I don't know. It's hard to say. I think the junior level could be more exciting to do it at because like these. Oh man, maybe they just do it at both. Like they just say fucking. But do I kind of like the fact that you don't really know the players that well. In the junior at level. That point. Right. Where it's like if you know it's like you know Pasternak and like whoever else or who, who's going to be on Team World and you kind of know what right. they're about. Yeah. But I kind of like the fact that you could some random obscure guy could end up being like the world's savior 
for like against North America. <laughs> yeah, like, see, nobody ever like, the world. heard of this guy in their life. Yeah. Yeah. He's just some sick player from Japan. Belarus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, that would be pretty sick, actually. I kind of I like that idea, Miggy. I think we might have to pitch that because yeah. that could be sick. World Imagine- North America, like a, a new series. And like, you always hear about these series from back in the day, like the Soviet this- Union versus the Philadelphia Flyers when they had that series. Or like <laughs> yeah, the Canada-Russia yeah. 72 Summit Series. Right. For some reason, like series aren't a thing anymore. Like no one just plays a series because. Right. Yeah, and like, um, you know what else they did? They did the USSR against like the NHL All Stars. Yeah. Like, why can't we? I obviously the USSR guys weren't playing in the NHL at that time, but like that would be so sick. Like Team North America against Team World. Like you just get the best of the best in one series, like a seven game series of world against North battle. America. It would be a battle. Like imagine the controversy in deciding the teams too. You'd have oh. the top hockey minds from Canada and the U S putting together that North American team just trying to determine like imagine the tryouts between team canada and the u.s like oh imagine those God. camps it would be mental just think about how competitive a team canada camp would be and now you take not only the best players from canada but the best players from the u.s like you're basically you're putting together an like, olympic team imagine, for canada imagine the world jays with like zegras and caulfield and like whoever at the camp as well yeah it's like like battling shit. Like you, you think about like I just think about like let's say on on Olympic level just for comparison's sake and like you take you're trying to put together the best team Canada team you can so you're you're putting together a roster of thirteen forwards seven D three goalies just for the sake of this like conversation and you bring twenty of Canada's best forwards and. 15 of Canada's bestie and six of Canada's best goalies. And you have to narrow that down to a small team. And then you, you let's say you've taken that Olympic team that you've put together. And now you're going to take that team, mix them with the U S team and say half you are going home or whatever it is. Like yeah. it would be so intense. Those camps would be mental. They'd probably just like beat the shit out of each other to the point where like they have nothing other than other to do than just want to battle for each other <laughs> like, yeah, dude, you know it's like miracle on ice when like they're like, like fighting in the camp <laughs> i would love to watch that and just like the, the pride and like you'd feel as a viewer like these are like my guys like like you're that are up against the rest of the world who is the, the more dominant like hockey force I guess. yeah yeah our side of the pond or theirs yeah it would be pretty sick. I like that idea, Miggy. It doesn't really solve the World Juniors. So maybe no, we just, we just leave just the World new... Juniors as they are and just a completely separate occurrence. We'll do new North tournament. America against... Maybe we organize it. <laughs> lots maybe of we pitch it to IIHF and have the lads <laughs> and launchers invitational. <laughs> lads and launchers, International Ice Hockey Federation, yeah. <laughs> World Hockey Summit Series. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like the idea. Yeah, I back it. I'm fully on board. If anybody uh, knows a member of like the double IHF, they can they can field their call. Please let us know. <laughs> yeah, we put together a formal presentation. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have like a full PowerPoint and spreadsheets done up for, yeah, <laughs> for... with financial statistics and projections. <laughs> yeah, and yeah I think budgeting. we could do it. And we'll uh, we'll contact Duthie and get him on board. I think he could yeah. pitch it to the people at TSN and help us yeah. put it together. Even if a, t- a TSN sponsored tournament like that, <laughs> come on, 
Come on, James. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to get him on the loop, and then we'll. But TSN uh, talk to does Gabby. own the World Junior Tournament, don't they? Yes. Yeah. So just sell so, it. Sell it. Yeah. Easy. Sell high and then get on the ground floor. <laughs> of this new idea. Yes, I'm in. I'm in. I'm all in on this. I think we we've, we've basically fixed international hockey forever. Probably <laughs> forever. We've changed the game. <laughs> That's what we'll do, especially if they don't allow NHL players to play in the next Olympics. We're just literally going to come from the woodwork and pitch World our own. North America, <laughs> yeah. Super Series. Yeah, easy, easy solution. Okay. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about. Is it not going to be weird to start watching sports games with like full crowds again? Because so the NBA is back right now and some arenas aren't allowing any fans. Some arenas... Florida, Florida, just fucked up place. But like Florida, for example, like Miami Heat and the Raptors, because the Raptors are playing in Tampa, they're allowed to have a select number of fans. So like, I know the Raptors allowed like 3,500 fans in the stands or whatever. But is it not going to be weird watching sporting events with actual crowds again? It'll be a little strange. Like I'm going to like, I don't think I'm going to notice it until there's that like first like fan interaction like the guy like falls into the stands like going for like a a loose ball right and he like takes a sip of that fan's beer I'm like who the fuck is that guy in the stand like, <laughs> yeah. right who's he but yeah, yeah i don't think it'll it, i won't really sink in until there's like an, an interaction between the fans and the players okay because like I, I was thinking about how you and i were talking about how professional sports wouldn't be right without any fans like it wouldn't it would kill the atmosphere and stuff and here we are we're like i guess they started in july or when did the nhl start back june i guess june july so let's say like july july august september october november december and now we're into january so we're basically into our seventh month of no fans or absolutely minimal fans in the stands and to be honest with you i don't really think it's taken away from the games I, or I the events. One, the one thing that, like, I guess no fans was uh, the most noticeable in, would I, would I say, like, I think the NBA bubble was the, the most different. Yes, but I would say that that was probably that different because of the way they set up the stadiums. True. Right? Like, it was, it was only that noticeable then, in my opinion – because they made it blatantly obvious that no one else was there, right? Well, like yeah, they had like the virtual like the screens the and stuff. Impacted the, the environment. Like they were saying, like it was weird to get like your shot on. It was just like there's completely no. Oh yeah, because the, the visual is different. And... The visual was different. Like the like atmosphere was different. Like literally physically, the, the air had like a different feel, like composition. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay more streamlined it was just completely uh like the temperature and shit was like all rel- like uh right yeah regulated. fair enough yeah. i just think it's going to be like interesting like we're going to watch an nhl game or an international game again and there's going to be a huge hit and people are going to go nuts and we're just going to be like whoa what is that sound? like yeah or like someone is going to hit the post and all the fans are going to go, oh, and it's going to be that like, whoa, we are missing that. Like that was, yeah. and it's going to be something that's cool to like come back. I feel but like then it's like, maybe took for granted before. Now we'll like get right into it. 
Yeah, we'll like really, really appreciate the impact of fans because I feel like that's been a discussion before. It's like, oh, how much do fans impact it? And I don't know if we necessarily notice it right now, but I feel like when they do come back, it will be something that we're like, yeah, they do have an impact. Like and they really do change the stuff. athletes' like perspective on it. Like you can get like, a person, like an NBA player, or NHL player, be like, oh my God, it makes a world of difference with the fans there. Yes. I've never really noticed before. Yes. They could, fans could come back and be like, honestly, I preferred it without fans. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It was better when I didn't have a million people fucking yelling shoot while I was on the power play yeah. walking the blue line. <laughs> like you're like, yeah, actually, I kind of hope they could, don't come back. <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know. I think it'll just be interesting. Like it's going to be, it was one of those things where when they went to no fans, it was weird at first, but it was like, okay, I, we still get to watch the sport, but I think we're really, really going to get that appreciation for the impact of fans. Once the fans do come back, as opposed to just losing them, because I don't even know if we like really pre- like notice the difference this way. Like, it's just something that's weird or like, Oh, this never happened. And then they're going to come back and be like, damn, yeah. that was, It'll that was big. Be interesting. And I mean, most sports are coming back very shortly too. Like, so the yes. NBA's back, obviously. NHL's coming back on like January 15th or 22nd or whatever the hell, the 13th, whatever the date was. Well, yeah. Sometime this month. Soccer's yep. still going, I think. Yeah, I think soccer's just always going. Yeah. <laughs> it never <all>. stops. <laughs> um, But yeah, man. So I think a lot of fantasy leagues are going to be getting into the full swing of things. I know I'm in my basketball one with uh, some buddies from school. I'll probably yeah. be in an NHL one. It's, it's that time of year. So, I mean, hopefully if... It'll be interesting to see like if fans come back like midway through this season. Right. That would be yeah. Like, how the how the standings change or like based on mm. yeah, you, you'd actually get to see the results firsthand. So yeah. yeah, that would be pretty Only cool. Time will maybe, tell. maybe we'll have to set up like a lads and lawn chairs pool, but not one of those ones where you like draft guys. It's just ones where you like picks people from the boxes. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? So then we can just yeah. have people join us and like compare their teams to ours and see how we do throughout the year. Do that for like NHL. Cause I feel it's probably too late to do that for NBA right now, considering the season's already underway. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we'll just do that for, for the NHL season. I think that like could be a cool. Tier one, tier two, whatever. Yeah. Where there's like certain number of players, certain guys in each box and you have to pick from those to put together like a team and you just collect points. There's no like matchups or anything. It's just at the end of the year, who has the most points based on the team that you picked at the beginning. Okay, so before we close things out here, uh, let's get into a be better. I kind of had this one based on like around Christmas time and stuff. I always see a lot of celebrities doing different things for charities or for hospitals and stuff and kind of getting in getting in the I don't know, like I don't know if the right way is like the mood or like the spirit, the Christmas spirit or the giving spirit. And then you always have these Twitter warriors who go out of their way to just shit talk these celebrities who do these things. And it's like, I, I never understand why. So I want to get into a be better. So for this be better, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty straightforward. It's people who shit on celebrities for, and I put in quotations, only donating so much. So yeah. what I mean by that is like, I I see a lot of times it's like, oh, Elon Musk donated to this charity and he did this much, or this athlete donated this much to charity, or this guy donated this paycheck, blah blah blah. 
And then you go online and you see people in the comment sections being like, good for him, but he makes this much money and he should be don't like, he should donate more. Like this means nothing to him. Jeff Bezos makes this much every day. Like he should be donating this much more. Like how that means nothing. Why is he only donating that much? And it's like, why can't we just be grateful that they're donating anything at all? Nobody has to donate. Nobody has to go and give money to other causes and stuff. These people are just, yeah, sure. Maybe they're doing it for like a tax return, like, or a tax break, whatever the hell like they're doing it for. But at the same time, they are giving money. So why can't we just shut up and be grateful at the fact that they are giving anything at all? Because they don't have to. Like it doesn't yeah, and let's have say, to be let's say they like let's say like a million bucks for Jeff Bezos is the equivalent of like ten dollars or like a dollar for you and I. Right. I go to the LCBO, they're like, Oh, would you like to give any uh money for this like thing? I'm like, Oh, not today. I'll like say like <laughs> yeah. that. I'm like so yeah. a million bucks is a million bucks. And even if it's equivalent to like a dollar for him, like I haven't I can't remember the last time I donated a dollar yeah or even you know like what? Or these people would be like oh he only donated whatever like if it, even if it's equivalent to like 50 bucks like mm-hmm. are you donating 50 bucks are you donating anything right and yeah probably it's a like did you they, donate anything yeah yeah and there's probably a limit that they don't, don't feel comfortable donating more than like a hundred bucks or yeah. like a thousand bucks and even though the amount's way more for jeff bezos it's still a relative like he doesn't want to donate like whatever and the equivalent of yeah and there's also a reason that these people have this much money like they're obviously know what to do with it know how to save it and like use it wisely there's a reason that they keep building up and getting more and more money and it's because they don't just blow it away or throw it away like just because they have more than the average person yeah like Like, come on it's it's great that they about it like come on yeah or like attack people online for doing these things like why can't we just be grateful if it's that important to you, just like donate your whole life savings. How about <laughs> yeah, just get rid of it all because yeah. it's clearly that's what you're you're looking for. You're out here to get. So, in 2021, people need to be better and stop calling out celebrities for donating only so much or only donating yeah. that. Just and not even that. Just being overly concerned with the lives of celebrities. I think that's such a weird thing. Yes, I agree. I agree. It is just a weird thing. Just like why can't we all just mind our own business and yeah. not? Just like, like I would, pay attention to them when they're on the screen in front of you, like in movies and like playing sports. But like when they're just living their lives, like who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, There's I don't obviously get, I don't certain get why things they, are... there needs to be like a whole like, what do they do in their spare time? Like they're, they're not any different yes. than you. Oh, they just have a different job and make more yeah. money. Like let them be. Let these people be. Let them live their lives. Like, can we get out of, get out of their personal space? Or like space? Darla, like, fucking just banging on the glass, wondering what they're yeah. up to. Yeah, like, holy shit. So, yeah, people just need to be more grateful, be more thankful, and just let these people live their lives. Let them do them. So that's my be better. It yeah. kind of just came up, and I saw it over the holiday season, and I thought, once we come back, I need to get this off my chest, and I need to I need to let it be known that we need to be it's people need to be better. Especially for over the holiday season, calling these people out, like <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Have you like, no heart? Like you're just they're just, oh my god. Yeah. Bless. Yep, but that pretty much does it for episode sixty-one. I'd say I think that was a yeah. good one. Got to catch I think up. A good one. It was a good way to ease back into it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a good casual conversation, a little catch up, little World Jays yeah. hockey talk, uh, some some globe trotting talk, and 
Yeah. Maybe we'll some right resolutions. We'll fire with and... guests in our segments and get all those things fired again. But uh, yeah, a good way to get back into it for 2021. Excited yeah. to see what's in store. We'll come out hot, ready to go. So I'm excited, McGee. I'm excited for what 2021 is going to bring. Even though yeah. 2020, 2020 was a bit of a down year and all this bullshit kind of went on and we had to adapt and change our lives. Brought the podcast back, got some sponsorships, had on some really, really cool guests and kind of got experienced some things that we've never experienced before. So even though it was a bad year, it was, uh, it was one to remember. I'll, we'll definitely never forget it. So yeah. it was documented through our podcast, our journey of it. So it's hard to, hard to say that it was, uh, it was that bad of a year when it brought, brought all these different things out for us so 2021 only positives from here and we'll keep on rolling and with that i think you guys know the drill thanks for joining us in episode 61 we'll see you next week same time same place same launchers cheers lots of lads and happy 2021 cheers